0: This is the TechEU podcast, where we discuss some of the most interesting stories from the European tech scene. Subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you get your podcasting fix these days. In this episode, TechEU founder Robin Walter sits down with NGP Capitals' Bo Ilso and Atahan Casalo to discuss the best places to start business in Europe.
1: Hey, this is Robin Walters from Tech.U, and I'm joined here remotely, of course. We're still in the reality of remote interviews, unfortunately. Uh, but I'm joined here, uh, very, very fortunate to be joined here by Bo Ilso. He's a partner at NG Capital, previously known as Nokia Growth Partners, but I don't know if we can still say that, actually. Uh, and Ate from his team is working on the, on the data side of things. Uh, welcome, guys. Uh, can you give uh, maybe a better explanation of who you are and what you do,
0: Bo? Sure. Yeah, Robin, sure. Thanks for that. And yeah, we are from NGP Capital and uh, we are a global venture fund. We have been in operation since 2005. We have had about $1.2 billion committed over the years. Uh, we invest in the US, in China and in Europe. And as you will hear a little bit later, we are also investing in Israel. We have some Israeli data we will share with you. But um, we have been uh, uh, I've been a venture investor since 2002. And uh, I'm here joined with Atte today, who runs our our he's our vice president of data and analytics. Over to you, Atte.
2: Yeah, thanks, thanks, Robin, thanks, Bo. So, um, so as as Bo introduced, I'm I'm Atte, running 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 our data and AI AI project called Q, and we use Q to uh, discover, monitor uh, interesting companies and uh, and uh, and yeah, yes. And my background, myself, I'm. I'm from a background of data science, data engineering, so not an, not an investment professional, but been, been here with NGP for the last two and a half years. Great. Well, wow, that's almost 20 years yeah. in venture for Bo,
0: so <laughs> we need to have a follow up conversation about your learning. We'll, we'll come back to that, Robin, but I started, I started in the Siberian winter after the dot com wow. bubble
1: burst. Wow. So. What a time to start. Um, Anyway, so Q is a very interesting platform. I love that venture firms are starting to really uh, put data and data science uh, sort of as as a critical part of their operations. Um, But the benefit it gives you is that you also have a treasure trove of data. And instead of using it only for yourself and your internal needs, you also sometimes uh, use it for outputs, which is the reason that we're having this conversation in the first place, is that you're releasing a new report. Uh, which, of course, I'll, I'll link to the, the main findings in the article accompanying this podcast episode, um, but it's an interesting one. It looks at the best places to start a business in Europe, which if you, if you look at the headline and the title only, I feel like there's a million ways uh, to look at where and how you can best start a business uh, in Europe. Uh, but I'm interested to know, maybe just to, for the basics of it, uh, what is the lens that you used to look at things uh, to determine the best place to start a business in
0: Europe? Yeah, maybe I I can I can give the introduction. So um, we on a regular basis release reports, uh, uh, which is sort of looking at data coming from Q. In Q, we have now more than a million companies that are being monitored. Uh, We have about three hundred data points per company, and you could say that's in real time. Of course, not all data feeds are in real time, but it is when we say real time, it's it's within a few days that we have the data from our data providers right it's up and running and and we can we can then uh, slice it and dice it in the analytics part of our q platform which we also use for workflow internally and and we use it also to help us surface companies based on scoring and and logic and algorithms that ATA has implemented and we have sort of over the over the last couple of years sort of improved and, and perfected as we've seen some changes go, takes the things in the wrong direction and other changes actually gives a lot better output, but it's really uh, uh, machine learning and AI in in action here. And it helps us to also find companies that we otherwise would be unaware of. And as you know, there are tens of thousands of companies being started every year So keeping a tab of what's going on is impossible for any human being. And and this is where the computers are coming in uh, very helpfully. And I would also say here in in our overview, we include numbers from Israel because we also invest in Israel. And as some of the listeners will know, Israel is a large and vibrant venture market. So it's not because we have suddenly uh, moved geographically. Israel to be under Europe, that would uh, lead to a lot of uh, discussions we don't want to be embroiled in. But uh, since the European team is actively investing in Israel, we we felt that's a good uh, that's a good other market to also contrast against uh, uh, the, the rest of the European markets.
1: Absolutely. And thank you for providing some helpful context about where the data is coming from. Uh, Ate, maybe you can explain a little bit more about which data you used for the outcome of this report. And, so what did you look at and why was it important for you to, to make that selection?
2: Uh, yeah, definitely. So um, the, the title of the report is best place to start a business in Europe. And of course, we have to define some metrics how to, how to, actually, how to actually decide what is the best place to start a business. So uh, we defined that by two criteria. So the first one is that uh, the uh, country needs to have a good availability for seed funding, and, and uh, as, as a follow up to that, uh, growth venture funding. And on the other hand, so a track record, so success in companies converting from the seed stage to the to the early early VC stage. So basically, uh, what we did is we we really took a uh, took a dataset uh, from. From, from the Q platform of, uh, of the venture funding data per country, and we split it, to, split it to seed funding, split it to early VC funding, and on the other hand, look into that derived criteria of companies converting from seeds to the early VC round. Uh, of course, there are the criteria that we need to, need to take as well. So, uh, for example, we decided to, to um, collect the funding data from the last uh, roughly the last three years so since the beginning of 2019. Of course there's some um, there's some uh delay in reporting and so on so it might not be uh, exactly full full three years but uh, it's it's close enough. And uh, like like Bo mentioned, so we decided to include in the analysis uh the, the the kind of the geographically European countries plus then uh Israel and Turkey as kind of uh kind of a reference reference points
1: so it's basically the ability to raise uh, venture funding whether you're early stage or in growth stage uh, that's the the main criterion used here right it's
0: it's also the ability to uh, to take the next round of financing because obviously as as we all know there's a there's a high casualty rate in the earlier uh, life of a company um but if if a country has successful programs to support companies Obviously, there's typically will be a higher survival rate, uh, and and it doesn't mean that all companies should stay alive. But if there are good support systems, programs, if there are experienced investors, uh, former founders, entrepreneurs that are also helping new entrepreneurs, and in brief, a a working ecosystem. You should see a a larger uh, degree of survival also among the the companies that are started. Great. So
1: the ability to raise venture funding, but also to convert and to move uh, yeah. to to the next rounds. Okay, that's very clear. Yeah. Uh, so We are not...
0: not talking about quality of life or or <laughs> or quality of the funding <laughs> or <of> the investor <laughs> or quality of funding or quality of the food or anything like that. We're just uh, we're looking at it from from this point of view. Great. And so without further ado,
1: what's the uh, result? Which are the best places to start a business here in Europe?
2: Ate? Uh Yeah, yeah. So actually, we, um, at the end of the analysis, so the, the best place to start business in Europe is, is Israel and the uh, top or, or let's say in our, our set is Israel and the top three then is, uh, is, is built from uh, United Kingdom and, Kingdom and Ireland added to Israel. And basically um, what we saw is that uh, from from those uh, three three measures that we had, Israel was at the top of the set on all of those. So uh, for example, looking at seed funding per capita, so there was a $156 of seed funding per capita, uh, compared at the European average of uh, $36 per capita. Uh, Early VC funding, so uh, Israel was uh, $1,031 versus average of uh, $160 per capita, And uh, lastly, looking at the companies converting from seed states to series A. So the European average was uh, 16.1% of companies converting. But in Israel, we actually saw uh, 22.2% of companies uh, converting. So basically, on all those measures, Israel was at the top of the set. Uh, UK, Ireland, both both were close. But um, I would say that the biggest difference uh, compared with Israel was in the early VC funding. So uh, as we remember, uh, uh, in Israel, we had uh, more than $1,000 of early VC funding per capita. But in UK, the number was uh, 471 and in Ireland 387. And now we have to remember that this is more or less the top three. So all the other countries are below those numbers.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a bit surprised about uh, Ireland, of course. Um, not that they don't have a great great ecosystem, uh, of course they do. Uh, but I'd be I'd be sort of uh, expecting either Sweden or or Estonia to sort of make
0: that ranking because they they usually rank very highly when you look at per capita, uh, don't they? That that's true. Maybe uh, and and we this we don't know, but. Obviously, Ireland also has uh, a lot of English investors coming in, so so maybe that drives a lot of of uh, funding into the Irish ecosystem. And then, as as you know, also uh, the Irish uh, tax regimes have been favorably uh, exploited by a number of large technology companies, and that again maybe have has also sort of helped uh, the development. But this is what we saw in our numbers.
1: Yep. Uh, also maybe important to note that uh, they're not the only small country that sort of rank high especially with to kind of seed and early stage uh, vc funding per capita uh, you also have the swedens and the denmarks and even switzerland and finland in there um, so Do you think, and this is sort of a devil's advocate question because you researched it, but do you think it's valuable to have a per capita ranking for funding in the first place? Does it matter all that much to look at the size of the population of a country?
0: I I think it matters. And I mean, I'm originally from Denmark. So uh, again, a a small country. And, and, uh, but if you're looking at uh, how do you drive new businesses? How do you drive development of the economy uh, venture capital is increasingly an engine in many countries in Europe and i think for all countries it's it's very helpful to look at uh, uh, what's how much is going into that uh, ecosystem and uh, if you look at our our work then uh, on in the top 10 uh, we see at the bottom there we see uh, spain germany and france and they all, you can say, they're large markets. So maybe they they should they are okay. Uh, I I I would tend to disagree. I think if you if you want a vibrant uh, venture ecosystem, if you want new business creation to happen at a rapid clip, and we talked about this, how do you get companies from C to A? And and again there we see the the ecosystems where more money goes in there the companies also tend to get out of uh, get up to scale and survive and again it's about this having more investors having more founders that help the early founders and and getting that flywheel spinning and then of course here we we have not in our analysis now been diving into different cities because clearly of course you have centers if you look at germany it's berlin munich typically uh, Paris is very strong in France, right? And, and in Spain, you have Madrid and Barcelona. But, but at the end of the day, still these uh, larger economies also need to put more money into venture to uh, to create that new business creation?
1: Um, arguably, the, the most interesting chart, at least for me in the report, uh, was the conversion rates. And we talked about this earlier, uh, when a company goes from C to Series A, which is a very crucial step and not as easy uh, as one would imagine uh, if you don't know the markets, uh, but you basically analyzed the conversion rates from C to Series A uh, using companies that raised uh, the seed round in 2019, which was the, the first year of the three years that you researched. Um, that gives us a data set of a total of about 4,500 companies. So very, very statistically relevant, I would say. And that's where it gets really interesting, because has already mentioned, the average there was about 16.1% uh, in Europe, including Israel. Um, Israel, UK, uh, well over it. Uh, then you have countries like Norway and Switzerland with 17.1% uh, and 17.5%, uh, respectively. But everyone else is under that average, except for France, uh, which you call a surprise as well. So maybe can you dive into these numbers with uh, along with me?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely, and maybe uh, it's a good good question about the about the average and why why a lot of the countries are below the average. So, of course, I mean, we have a we have a couple of the couple of the biggest countries, couple of the countries with most companies. So, look, uh, I'm I'm of course I'm talking about UK, uh, France, and Israel. So they are they are at uh, the they are basically the countries in the data set where, where more or less most companies originate from. So uh, those are the ones that are actually actually really taking taking the average up. But uh, yeah, I I think it's an, it's an interesting observation that, uh, that they are practically there are only only quite a few few countries above above the average. Um, exactly those ones you mentioned. And most of the other uh, countries, most of the other ecosystems, so so they they have rates below the average. And and of course, I mean, as as mentioned, those include the smaller countries, but they also include some of the maybe, let's say, laggards in in terms of VC funding. Like for example, talking about countries like Italy, Spain, so they are they, they are laggards in the amount of funding, but looks like also in the conversion rates. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's very clear. Uh, the one million dollar question: Do you think those statistics will be the same in three years, or, or are we seeing uh, markets uh, market shifts?
0: Well I think that's a good question Robin and and I think it it probably is is linked to the maturity of ecosystems um and then also uh, this is a a creative destruction approach to innovation right that it's great the money flows in but also if all companies survived we were doing something wrong right so because not all companies are well thought out, they're not necessarily well run, uh, maybe they are not having the right business model, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So 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 there is that creative destruction element in the model of venture capital. So there's probably some optimum number of, you know, survival rate, whether it is, is it 20%, is it, is it 15, but it it intuitively it feels like somewhere, you know, is one in one in in five companies surviving into series a is it is it 1 in 3 1 in 3 probably sounds a bit too high right so so i think there's probably an optimum rate there that if you can get companies scaling uh, and 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 sort of survive at that at that sort of ratio it's 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 probably the right the right spot to be and i i think the other thing we could also look at is of course dive in to see if we can uh, glean out more sort of uh, uh, ecos or, or sort of city-specific data, right? Uh, um, but for sure, if I would be a politician in Spain or Italy, I know where I would spend a lot of time, right? Which would be to how do I get this ecosystem up and running? How do we get more money funneled in? How do we attract also the uh, larger investors from outside? And and again, these things can also affect the 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 sort of survival rates right that some markets attract naturally more investors from the outside with deeper pockets and and wider reach but but clearly you know the the uh, especially like uh, italy and and spain are, are they they need to do something on the policy level right to to build up these ecosystems and and both countries are, are very entrepreneurial, right? So it's not about a question of, of the DNA, but it's more about getting, getting the ecosystems up and running. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, venture funding is
1: only one factor. There are many others, uh, taxation, uh, lifestyle, why would uh, someone move uh, to a certain country, to start a business? Uh, have you made any attempts to to put your reports or your insights sort of in, in a broader uh, light or, or is that not part of the mandate here?
0: We haven't sort of... Uh, we haven't done that so far, but uh, it's something we're very happy to do, right? Because we we think that there's there's a lot of relevant data here to to dig into, and and obviously uh, we know that EIF also does a lot of their own research, right? Um, so so we're very uh, very much happy to do that, right? I mean we're not policy specialists, right? We are <laughs> we are venture investors, but. Um, uh we could definitely do so
1: of course um Ate, what's next on your list uh to research well what's the next report we can expect from you guys
2: um uh, that's that's a very very good question and now uh, maybe maybe I'm looking a bit that bit to both direction on this as well but uh i mean we we, we are obviously i mean we are discussing all, all all kinds of ideas all the time but uh bo do you have any 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 thoughts on that
0: Atte, you know what i'm gonna say here I'm probably gonna talk about web three right and and uh that's uh that's a uh, a very exciting area, there's a lot happening. And uh, we want to bring also some of that data to light, right? Because there's, there it's a different way of looking at companies and businesses. And and uh, we sort of that that's sort of one thing we we would like to do next.
1: Great, great answer, because uh, we're also looking quite closely, at the whole Web3 crypto metaverse, uh, sort of the new wave of entrepreneurs, I, w- I would say, uh, here in Europe. So that doesn't surprise me whatsoever. Um, all right, thank you to both for sharing the main insights. Uh, I will, of course, uh, share some of the the main findings and the charts uh, in the post accompanying this podcast episode, but thank you so much for taking the time um, to clarify everything uh, over a Zoom call. That's very, very kind of you. Uh, and uh, wishing you all the best of luck for the rest of the year. It's still quite early, so still a lot, a lot of good stuff to
2: come, I guess.
0: Thanks, Robin. Thanks for having us.
2: Yeah, likewise, thanks for having us, Robin.
0: That's it for today's show. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, follow us today wherever you listen to podcasts. And if that place has a possibility to rate and review the show, please do that as well. Your questions, suggestions and opinions are very welcome. Please send them to podcast at tech.eu and they will most certainly be ignored.